Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Friday, July 2nd. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. Well, hello, John. How are you? Good, good. Have you been indicted recently? I, yeah, all those who haven't been indicted recently, raise your hands. Exactly. <laughs> Not so fast, Trump organization. <laughs> uh, we should have so, named the podcast not unprecedented, but indicted. Indicted. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so that's our big story for today. We're going to delve into that. Uh, then we'll talk a little bit about the Pelosi finally setting up the 9-11, the January 6th commission. Um, we'll yes. get into that. But let's just dive right in. So. Basically, what happened yesterday is the um, prosecutors in New York indicted the Trump organization and yes. their uh, chief financial officer, CFO, Alan Weiselberg. Um, in a nutshell, Weiselberg was indicted on 15 felony counts that could carry a maximum total combined of 105 years in prison. Um, it, I don't know how old he is, but that seems like that would take him to pretty old age. That would take him pretty old. He's in his uh, low 70s, maybe 73. So that would get him to 108. Yes. So they get some of that 108. If he's in his 70s and it's 105 years, you yeah. mean 180, don't you? No, no, 100. Oh, 105. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 180. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm, thinking I'm just saying like he, he would need some of that stuff that they've invented in, yep. in those future Star Trek episodes to keep him around. If he were a Vulcan, he'd be in trouble. But yeah, <laughs> that's right. He'd still be it towards the end of his lifespan. He'd be towards the end of his lifespan and having dementia. <laughs> uh, Vulcan Alzheimer's. But uh, no, so it was uh, so it was 15 felony counts. They allege that. This was part of a 15-year scheme. I just want to give sort of the background before we jump in. Yeah. It was a 15-year scheme to defraud the government for taxes. What is interesting is uh, going into this, a lot of people were worried, independent observers, were worried that it sounded like the charges were going to be pretty lightweight and that it would come across bad. Uh, and in other words, it was going to be, oh, he got a company car worth 30000 right. and didn't pay taxes, which would have been 1000 bucks. In fact, they're alleging well over a million dollars in um in uh, I believe taxes is almost a million dollars in taxes he didn't pay, right, and that it was part of a fifteen year scheme is what they're alleging. In well, that's the words, bigger thing too is that is that, yes. that, that is that it's not just oh wait I, I I forgot or I screwed Bingo. up and I didn't pay my taxes. It's that they put a plan together to pay people off the books exactly. and all sorts of other things so that they purposely would not. What you even call yes, yes. It, uh, I've heard that word used. Yes. Yep. No, so that's the that's really the big issue, and that's what the observers were saying was this was way more than the objective observers expected. Um, this was significant what they accused him with. Uh, let's see if they've got the proof, but but everyone is saying this is way more of a wow serious problem for Weisselberg than they had anticipated because, as Cliff just said, if they've got the evidence, there's way too much proof that this was a 15 year conspiracy. This wasn't a guy, mind you. He's an accountant. So he's a chief financial officer, so he probably knows that you have to pay taxes on corporate gifts. Yeah, but, but they probably taught that in accounting was, school, didn't they? You know, well, but even that though, I think, like even one thing, it's kind of like, yeah, you got a company car and you never paid taxes, but you should have known. But it was like for fifteen years, you schemed and schemed and schemed on all sorts of different ways to cheat your taxes. That well, and we also they know frown on that. Yes, and we also know the context from the documents that our good pal, pal of the show, Mary Trump, yep. um, you know, niece to Donald Trump, not proud yep. of it, 
shared to the with the New York Times at first and others, which which showed you know this guy there were years where he paid no taxes. There were years where he paid seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, so we know that uh, that he was. It wasn't like oh look, he's offloading some of these taxes here, but he's still paying a ton. He was finding a way to not pay taxes. Is right. what he was doing in his company. Right. Um, which, which to be clear with folks, those are two different things, um, but also they are connected. Now, Adrian, what was also interesting, but I think that this is something that uh, is more going to wait to be seen, but they said that, this is great. I love this. Um, he kept, I'm reading, a, this may be the New York Times or Wall Street or Washington Post story on it, but the, um, the inquiry is focused. This is the ongoing inquiry on the larger crimes that would involve the organization and possibly Trump himself. Listen to this. The inquiry is focused on whether Mr. Trump effectively kept two separate sets of books, one for his bankers, in which he overstated the value of his properties, and one for the tax authorities in which he understated them. And right. the idea there, the idea there is you overstate your properties to the banks. You say, oh my God, my house is worth $5 million. Let me borrow against it. And they so say, you get well, a much better deal for your, on, on a loan. That on a loan. And then I turn around to the feds and I go, oh my God, my house is only worth, a th- or my local authorities, my house is only worth $100,000. My property taxes should be nothing. Right. And he's been, and a, to be clear with folks, that he's would been, be a crime. He's been accused of this <laughs> by numerous folks who have worked either with him, for him in the past, yep. who've come out as Mary Trump even talked about that with a number of his properties, his golf clubs, his, you know, I mean, and, and you look and you, you I, I mean, I, I don't remember the exact thing, but the one in like Westchester County, New York, I feel like I remember, like oh, we've, we've already seen that. it. Yeah. Yeah. We already saw it like public, like he testified at one point. I mean, you know, he was claiming this thing was going around claiming this thing was worth like $30 million. I mean, I mean, being right. Donald Trump, of course, it's always a completely ludicrous. It couldn't just be to fudge it a little bit. He has to yeah. always be yeah, completely yeah, yeah, yeah. full of shit. So like yeah. he was going around saying, oh, it's worth 30 million or 40 million or some ridiculous number. And then he told the bank it was worth or told the tax yeah. folks it was worth like two. Yeah. <laughs> like it was nothing close to each other. Yeah. Yeah, which which I would have to believe makes it that much worse. Yeah. Yep. Well, what it also what it would do in those cases is it goes to intent. So once again, it's not oh you screwed up and filed the wrong paper or put the wrong amount. It's it was so egregious that any reasonable person would have known that the data was wrong, and therefore it goes to your intent. Do you, you ever know? stop John Still and say to mm-hmm. yourself, like, you know, I can see people sadly, who sort of have, have esteem issues and other things kind of, you know, or, and, and sadly have less education throwing in with a charismatic cult leader. Right. But do you ever just sort of say like this unbelievably dumb piece of shit that they've chosen to throw in with, it yeah. still gets me sometimes. It's, it's like, not that they've thrown in with somebody. It's that right. this utter sort of see-through moron who is just so stupid and so, so dumb about what he says out loud and lets you know the truth is about him. The fact that so many people have thrown in with him, it still gets me. Right. It's amazing to me. Right. I mean, I promise you, dude, there's thousands, if not millions, if not more people committing this kind of similar fraud, but they're, but what they're doing is they're exaggerating it by a couple million in one direction or another, or a couple hundred thousand in one direction or another, you know, so that they figure nobody will ever notice, but not this moron. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he just <laughs> only the best crime. Right. Exactly. The best fraud. I no, he's and you know, uh Stephanie Rule, interestingly, MSNBC raised the point yesterday and said, you know, if these allegations are true, 
that they were illegally funneling benefits to the chief financial officer, you know, mil- over a million dollars in benefits to him over these years to skirt basically the tax law. In other words, not give him you know, $2 million in salary, give him $2 million in cars and apartments and uh, education for his grandkids and whatever. She goes, do you really think they didn't do the same thing with his kids, with Trump's kids? Of course. You know what I mean? Like, really? He's only going to... Well- He's only going to benefit the accountant. He's not going to benefit his own family. <laughs> right. I mean, well, this came up. A crime's a crime. You're already committing a crime. You're already committing fraud and a crime. So well, why this came up in the past. Yeah. Right. I haven't read all of the you know documents on this, but I remember when we were talking with Mary, it came up that that he did this kind of stuff with, you know, he would pay Ivanka as a consultant so that he could write off you know, oh, yeah. that amount and, and what he would pay her, yeah. you know, he'd pay her some ludicrous inflated amount of money where she wouldn't actually do anything. Yeah. So he'd be like, oh, you know, he'd be like consulting fee, 1.1 million. It was a lot. It was 700,000. It was a lot of money. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, it was something, yeah. uh, maybe exaggerating a little bit, but it was a big amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I just think it's the tip of the iceberg, obviously, because there's just not a thing this guy does where he doesn't cheat. It doesn't cross yeah. his mind to actually ever follow the law. So and and then you know it becomes self-selecting. The people that go and work for him are inevitably the people that are willing to break the law. Because right. if you go work for this guy, it, it, as if you were to go work for anybody else, I, I've had it happen with one or two politicians. I don't know about you, John, but like where I've gotten a sense that they're dirty, I walk away because I don't want to be close to it. I don't want to have anything to do with it, right. you know. Um, and and I mean, clearly, people self-selected and said no. The money's good enough here. I'm willing to, to, to break the law. Well, have I ever mentioned to you what a carnivorous beast my mom is? She loves steak and burgers, right? We grew up on them. I've never seen her so happy when I sent her Omaha steaks and burgers for Christmas one year. Holidays around the corner. Finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com right now and enter Stephanie in the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code Stephanie, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. You'll get eight free burgers when you enter the code Stephanie. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com. The keyword is Stephanie, omahasteaks.com. Well, we here at Team Steph put the wild in Wild Alaskan Company didn't we yes we how have. wild are we about a wild alaskan company it's so good uh, well not all of us have professional food stylists like travis does but we love our wild alaskan seafood do we not it tastes as good as it looks yeah listen as a member of wild alaskan company you receive a variety of delicious perfectly portioned wild caught seafood delivered right to your door we're all about you know we're healthy people and we know the wild caught is best for us and it is how quickly they flash freeze it after catching it that is the whole key no more being intimidated at the fish counter you know that everything is uh, amazing quality they are so confident in the taste and quality of alaska seafood they offer a hundred percent money back guarantee change or pause your delivery date anytime right now get 15 bucks off your first box of wild caught seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash stephanie that is wildalaskancompany.com slash stephanie 15 bucks off your first box whether you make it pretty like Travis or just tasty like the rest of us, wildalaskancompany.com slash Stephanie. I was asked to do something incredibly unethical by my bosses at the UN three weeks into the job. 
my bosses, one of you is going to be incredibly unethical. And I went to the ethics watchdog and talked to them privately because I didn't know what to do. And after talking to, and the woman at the ethics thing was like, what they're asking you to do is like one of the biggest violations ever. She goes, if, if you did that and it was found out, you'd be dead. Um, so I went back and, and uh, talked to, they wanted me to get my staff involved too. I mean, meaning the, uh, the bosses wanted me to get my staff to co- collude with me. And I told my staff about it. And the next day I came back and I told my staff, I said, not doing, I just said, just, I'm not doing it. You're not doing it. And just, you know, when she asks us today to do it, we're going to tell her no. Well, she calls us into the office, the evil communications boss. And because of circumstances, she changed her mind because something got screwed up. So it, our fraud wouldn't have mattered. We were trying to get somebody hired illegally and it wouldn't work. So she said, well, yeah, I guess we're not going to do it for now. So don't worry. And, but, but, but that's, you know, that's what an ethical person does. You have real trauma over it because you could lose your job. Because if you, I mean, if you don't do it, you could lose your job. And you finally stand up and say no anyway. Right. That's what good people do. Not to knock myself but, you know, on the shoulder. No, no, but but, I mean, like, but, that's, but yeah. you don't have to say, like, oh, my God, I'm a hero. What you're saying is that's what good, normal people you do. You should do. <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, it, it's, it's not a heroic thing. It's, the, it's actually yeah. the least that's expected of you. You know, and that's the same thing I said with me when I what I figured out. I'm not going to go to details, but I figured out there was a politician I was working for who was doing awful stuff. As a, I wasn't on staff; I was a consultant, and I just decided I could not, in good conscience, no matter what he paid me, continue with that contract. And I worked. I walked away because a, I thought what he was doing was wrong, and ethically wrong, and b, you know, I ain't going to prison for nobody, man. <laughs> well, no, there's that too. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I really don't get it. I mean, and the thing too, like he I, did eventually go to prison, by the way. So no, but, but it's but apparently like, the I've, cops knew he was doing bad stuff too. But Cliff, <laughs> I, I just don't even get it because we've you and I have talked about work stuff. I've talked with other friends over the years in Washington, right? Working on stuff, you've got to follow the law. I mean, this this is like it almost sounds silly to even say you've got to follow the law when you work. But like in D.C., there are a lot of specific laws with regards to lobbying and elections and all this kind of stuff. And I, Cliff, and I have had conversations. I've had it with my other friends. And whenever we're talking about doing something, you know, but oh, how do we go after Trump? How do we go after after so-and-so in Congress, there's always a discussion where we go, okay, we've got to figure out how to do this legally because, you know, do we have to set up a pack? Do we not have to set up a pack? What's the law say? We always have those discussions because you care and you, guess what? You don't want to break the law. <laughs> These guys, again, this is Trump we're talking about. If this is all true, it's because Donald Trump, you know, I don't know. I don't know. No, he's, uh, he's Leona Helmsley. You know, let me read his Leona Helmsley quote. This was great, which I didn't remember. Um, Trump was, oh yeah, so Trump gets asked about this yesterday or puts out a comment about this yesterday. And of course, talks about, it's a witch hunt by the radical left. Well, many people have noted that what Trump didn't do was deny the allegations, which is interesting, right? Because if it was, if it wasn't true, right? I mean, you think he denied Trump, especially. Um, so he doesn't deny it. And the story goes on. His reluctance to discuss the allegations in depth stood in contrast to his gloating after real estate rival Leona Helmsley was charged with tax crimes in 1989, prompting Trump to call her a disgrace to humanity. So, I mean, isn't that him? It's so perfectly him. Yeah. Like he throws, I mean, he, you know, there's just, again, this is that thing that I think it's like, it's like when people study, you know, in, in, in law enforcement studies, sociopaths, like I think for normal people, this is so yeah. hard to understand, completely lacking any self-awareness or shame to the point where you'll open your big mouth and attack somebody else for getting in trouble for the same exact thing you know you're doing. Yep. It's, 
it's kind yeah. of amazing, but uh, clearly, you know, it's served well, everything's, him. Everything's a scam with him. So he doesn't even, the inconsistency doesn't matter because it's all a scam. He had to attack her because it was, it was useful to him. And he's defending his own people for the same crimes because it's useful to him. <laughs> right. But, and, and I think others have defined him that way um, in, in a way I think that makes a lot of sense, you know, yeah. which is he literally, it's like he, he's almost like a goldfish and that once he swims around the bowl, he has no memory. He's always right. living in the moment. It's always right. like what, whatever I need to say right now to get from this minute to the next minute is what I'm going to say. It doesn't, it, it's relation to reality, who it hurts, who it doesn't hurt, whatever. None of that stuff even enters his mind. None of that stuff right. matters. Right. You know, it, it's just a, it's just how do I make it from the I mean, he's in a con, which is, again, what he did to this country for four years. Right. right? With zero long term planning and a constant sense of crisis because you're constantly just doing whatever you feel like and whatever makes you happy. Right. Are you picking up outside noise from here, by the way? Oh, I just just did right there. I wasn't before. There's almost nobody ever outside of my office here. And of course, the one time it, I'm doing really this, there is. It was, you had to stop talking. Then there was like a something. Okay, good. I'm glad it's, I'm glad no. it's not bad because if I have to, I'll mute at times. But. No, not at all. Didn't hear it. Um, okay. In any case, so one of the, one of the interesting aspects of this too is, um, uh, again, a number of the sort of the observers who follow these kind of things. I mean, we follow it, but people who are like the legal experts on indictments and things said that uh, there is a chance or a serious chance that the banks and everyone who Trump, who the Trump org owns, owes, let's speak English. The Trump org (laughs) owes millions of dollars to other organizations, banks and everybody else, that an indictment very often brings debtors to say, that's it. I want my money because they're worried about what's going to happen. Is there going to be a massive fine? Is the company going to be shut down? Is it going to have to be, you know, whatever. And then guess what? That even right now, even right now with this indictment, they could, they could declare bankruptcy. They could just, you know, whatever. And, and out of fear of the, uh, of the debts being called. And once they declare bankruptcy, all your debt gets put on hold. And then the bank has right. to figure it out. And often you get, this happened to me. Somebody owed us money, another blogger who had an ad network. And I ended up only getting a third of the money she owed me because she declared bankruptcy. It took a couple of years. And in the end, I got a third of my money back and that was it. So right. the banks are going to, if I were a bank, I'd be going, holy shit, I want my money now <laughs> before they declare bankruptcy. So that's a whole other issue as to whether the Trump organization itself is just going to be financially in serious trouble uh, and whether the banks themselves are going to prisoners dilemma this whole thing and say, well, I better jump in first and, and ask for my money back. So that's going to, anyway, that's a whole other aspect of this. It's going to be very interesting and in why it's a, a threat for Trump. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, because they are, I mean, again, at some point, man, banks go gangster. You know what I mean? Like banks yeah. are about getting well, their damn money lying. back. Yeah. And, and they don't, I mean, that's why some of these guys finally cut him off in the past, you yeah. know, when he was bankrupt and having all those issues, which was one of the reasons because he was the shittiest businessman of all time. Right. He had to, to start throwing in with Russia and places. And, and that's why I'm interested to see. Uh, if we go forward on what has been alleged mm-hmm. in, I think, the New York Times and numerous other places, which it seems mm-hmm. he did everything that is the most, uh, I mean, and these are the most obvious things you do when you're laundering mm-hmm. money 
for mobsters, for, you know, terrorist groups, for dictators, which is you, you sell them your expensive apartments and you allow no name shell companies to buy them, right. which the percentage of like they, they said that the highest, a lot of these guys would often go. I don't want to give right. a figure. It was like a you know it might be twenty percent. What you know there was a time, there was a time when Trump something like seventy or eighty percent of his condos were being bought by these shell companies. So I just I wonder right. if that's right. where they're headed after this because uh, you know again I'll just right. say it's alleged because the thing had there there hasn't been an indictment yet. But I mean if you were looking you know if you're looking for a Da Vinci Code pattern of what would right. it look like if somebody were laundering money with their properties it would look exactly like what Trump's done you can look that article right. that was in the New York Times right so right yeah so we'll see but it's it's overall um interesting much better news than we expected in the sense like i said people thought this was going to be kind of a you know Know, reaching for straws or grasping for straws kind of thing and in fact it looks like it's a very serious indictment now the question is whether Weisberg will turn on Trump, that is often the intent with these things. You go after somebody and you try to get them to flip on somebody bigger. Um, you know, some people are saying there's no way he'd flip, but that was the same thing people said about Michael Cohen and some of the others. And, you know, Cohen clearly flipped. And what does Trump have to offer him now? Trump can't pardon him. I mean, it gets very interesting. Like, you're, and, and I'm sorry, but your loyalty to Trump? Trump would literally have to say, I'm going to pay you a billion dollars, which would be illegal, um, you know, for you not to flip. <laughs> Again, would be illegal for him to do that, but that wouldn't stop him, maybe. But um, but I, I don't see uh, – I, I don't quite see – it would be funny to have that kind of loyalty to Donald Trump for no reason, you know, because Trump wouldn't be loyal to him. Trump would throw Weisselberg yeah, but, but we've learned this before, right? I mean, we've learned this before. We've seen it again and again. I mean, there's there's this there's these people that are just loyal to him, uh, and again, it just makes no sense to me. I mean, the the most classic examples are 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 you know Kevin McCarthy and Mike Pence, who he tried to have murdered. <laughs> I mean, right. you know, you know, I mean you know, and, and and it may be that they think it's in their political interest because you know Pence wants to run for president McCarthy wants to become house speaker but yeah. it's just amazing to me that the two of them don't look at the line the long line of just destruction in this guy's path in the past I mean a classic example would be Brian Kemp or Ducey in, in Arizona or right. Raffensperger or anybody else who supported him and campaigned with him and in the minute they didn't do exactly what he said even in some cases because it might have landed them in jail Right. Um, the minute that they wouldn't just overturn votes and do stuff, you know, I mean, and Pence already knows this. He still attacks Pence for doing that. And yet they still like, this, you know, I mean, Kemp is going to have him, you know, and I don't trust me when I say uh, my, my level of sympathy for Kemp is much like my level of sympathy for what my cat leaves in the litter box. Right. But, <clears throat> you know, like he's going to have a, a really hard time winning reelection as governor because right. this guy who he completely supported right. and got behind turned on him. And right. Trump will do that to anybody at any moment when it is good for Trump, and that they still yeah. play this game where they sit there and defend him. With it, just I don't. Know. I mean, it's it, yeah. Again, if it's not to their benefit, if they don't, get, if they're not getting an actual benefit, I, he he certainly seems to instill more loyalty than he deserves. You know, and um, we'll see. And then again, Trump could also turn on on Weisselberg or Wood in a flash. Yeah, you know, so of let's see. If that, could. Couldn't you see that conniving Jew? Who knew he was stealing from me? Of course, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, wouldn't put that past him. Um, but so let's see. But anyway, so it's very good news. Um, 
We don't know if they're going to go after Trump himself. It puts the organization in jeopardy. And now let's just see what happens. And again, you know, maybe they don't have enough evidence, but one one hopes they do. One hopes they do. And let's see what they've got coming up next as well. So, well, I think we're going to, you know, we're going to find out, obviously. Right. I mean, you know, the, the beauty of this is it's going to all come out. And um, the, what's her name? Uh, hmm. The the uh, attorney general, Letitia, Letitia James. Yeah. yeah. Um, has already said that this is not the end. <laughs> there are other things they're looking into also. Um, so, you know, I mean, uh, I think we're, we're you know, it's, I would say we're at the beginning of a long process, except, you know, yeah. I, as I said before, my expectation has always been, and we'll see if my prediction, you know, bears out that I think the Trump family ends up in Saudi Arabia. I've said that for a long time. That's interesting. So, I mean, it's, this may play out, but at any time they could, yeah. they could, because, you know, the courts came out and said that, that if, you know, which you think is a basic principle that if an indictment, it comes out for Donald Trump in New York, for example, DeSantis, right. doesn't matter what DeSantis wants to do. We're still, in Florida. at least, right. at, at least at this right. point, we're still a, yeah, governor of Florida, we're still a country, which means all the states have to adhere by federal law to federal right. law. So if that happens, there's no way they can just be like, sorry, we're not going to, we're not going to let you have him. Yeah. Like, he will be his ass will be flown out of there till New York. Well, yeah. Saudi Arabia is a little different, and right. I, I still feel like it's funny. You know, we're at the beginning. We we may be at the beginning of a long process, or we may be at the beginning of a process where we wake up one day, you know, in a month, a year, three years, however long right. it takes. Maybe tomorrow. Who knows? With any of this stuff, and we found out that the entire family has has taken everything not nailed down, um, and and is going to live. Uh, the life uh, in, in exile that, that Idi Amin lived after he escaped from uh, right. everyone who wanted to kill him in Uganda. Right. You know, what's interesting, too, is they're, um, of course, Trump's people are bloviating. You know what this does? This sets himself up perfectly for the 2024 election because now he can show people how it's under attack he is. And, blah, 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 blah. and this may just provoke him. Now, mind you, this may provoke Trump to run. I mean, it is... It is believed that Trump may have run the first time in 2016, uh, the first time, meaning the first time he won, uh, because Obama went after him at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Maybe it was 2011 or so. So, you know, and he was so pissed off. So it's possible out of spite that Trump would want to do it. It's also possible that, you know, Trump worries that he's going to lose and Trump doesn't want to lose. You know, so he doesn't. No, I mean, that's the thing. I I still am of the mind, and I could be wrong, Mm -hmm. that he will not run. Um, yeah, you know, I, I could be wrong about it, but I, mm-hmm. but I do feel like that the, uh, he loves the, the role of being kingmaker and feeling like he can control everything. He's lazy as all yeah. hell. Yeah. He has um, to work otherwise. His, his health gets worse and worse. Um, you know, and will with the, with, you know, a man that age who eats like a, a six year old and, and takes care of himself. Who's a rage that same way. Who's a rageaholic. Um, does you know? So I think there's a lot of factors there, and I could be wrong. I still feel like I think he loves having everybody have to defer to him, and he obviously couldn't give two shits about the Republican Party, so he doesn't mind that it screws everybody else's plans up. So I don't think he'll let you know either way until the last minute. But my yep. guess is he knows it gives him power yep. as long as he might run. So yep. he's going to hold on to that forever. But I don't think he will actually do it. We'll see. Well, actually, you're right, because it also gets uh, everyone having to pander to – actually, they're going to have to pander to him anyway, even if he doesn't run, because then they're going to want his endorsement. You know, So uh, it's pretty close. Well, what's also interesting is I, I really do wonder if, mm. God help us, um, mm. 
the the Republicans take back the House if he will demand that he be made speaker. That is something I could see happening. Because again, as an explanation to folks, you do not, and this is a little quirk and it doesn't make a lot of sense as far as I'm concerned, as many things in our Constitution don't make a lot of sense, sadly. Some do, many do, I'm not saying. But, um, you know, we've got that quirk where you don't actually have to be a member of the House to be made speaker of the House. It's like that little thing that you don't even have to be a lawyer to be made a Supreme Court justice. Right. It doesn't mean we never do it. Right. Um, uh, although I may start demanding they make me a Supreme Court justice. We'll see. Just because. Um, yeah, why not? It's nice. It looks good in the resume, John. Yes. Um, but, <laughs> yes I mean, but, but can't you see, just picture in your mind hmm. that, that they take back the House and, you know, uh, the, and Kevin McCarthy's all excited he's going to be speaker. And then, boom, Trump demands right. that it be him. I mean, right. he can still – I don't know if he even has to be in D.C. My guess right. is, is that because I don't know if he – if he's not a member of the House, I don't think he gets a vote, right? So uh, all he has to do is just call in the orders from Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. That's, yeah. If, if that's literally the perfect job for him. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that that's something realistic to look at too. I think actually – I think it uh, to me. I think there's more chance that that happens that he actually runs for president. Right, but it's always hard to know. It's always hard to predict what somebody with a not functioning mind will do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's uh, we can move over to the um, to the Liz Cheney uh, insurrection stuff. So Nancy Pelosi finally announced yesterday, or the House had passed it, so it's done. The Select Committee has been established for the insurrection uh, to investigate and. Let me tell people the logistics of how the committee works, and then you weigh in on the Cheney stuff. But basically, there will be 13 seats on the committee, eight Democrat, five Republican, and that's because that's the way it is. You, uh, you base it based on um, you know, the majority minority. Uh, committees work that way. You get the majority gets a certain amount, the minority gets a right. certain amount, and it, it depends based on what their percentage is in the Congress itself. How many Republicans, how many Democrats? Can I ask so, you a question, John, so I understand? Yes. Um, yeah. as I'm sure everybody else. If, if I know, I'll go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you may not. <clears throat> the answer you may not. But So because Pelosi chose to appoint Cheney, does she then count as, as a Democratic appointee? Yes. Or is she? Yes. She does. Okay. That's yes. what I wanted to know. Yes. Um, well, And you can explain to people in a second what she did with that. So, so basically, eight Democrats, five Republicans – um, the way it's set up is Pelosi appoints everybody. Now, mind you, I think regular committees work this way, too. Pelosi appoints – just so you know, Cliff, your microphone's kind of doing that thing oh, I hate. Sorry. <laughs> it's rattling on your neck. Um, Pelosi appoints everybody, but the Republican she uh, appoints in consultation with the Republican leader. Traditionally, that means the Republicans pick who they want and – not even the Republicans, the minority picks who they want and the majority just uh, rubber stamps it and says, whoever you want, obviously is fine. You know, we're not going to tell you who you get. Well, what's interesting in this case is two issues. One, Pelosi took one of her eight seats of Democrats and gave one to Mary Ch- uh, to Liz, Mary Cheney, Liz Cheney uh, Republican, and Cliff will get into that in a second. The second point is, and Pelosi hasn't said this yet because we don't even know if Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader, is going to appoint anybody on the Republican side. Um, he did threaten Mary Cheney, and you can talk about that too. Um, Liz Cheney. I'm going to keep Cheney. doing that too. I know, I'm yep. just going to keep doing it now. Um, but we don't know whether he's going to appoint anybody or say, this is a joke. We're not going to have, you know, we're never going to have anybody on this committee. But um, uh, if he does, 
What happens if he appoints Matt Gates? What happens if he appoints Marjorie Taylor Greene? Will Pelosi accept that? So that's the other issue. Now, start in on all of that, but maybe start in with the Mary Liz, Mary, Liz Cheney stuff and talk Dude, about you that. You just are addicted to Mary I Cheney. I just can't just, I, yeah. Um, I used to do it. I used to do it with Liz and Lynn, her mom and Dick Cheney's yeah. wife, because those are so close to each other. Yeah. I think for you, it's just, you did so much work on Mary, <laughs> on, on Mary Cheney back in the day. Yeah. Um, it's funny. So, yeah. So, okay. Pelosi, I didn't even know the exact breakdown. So I appreciate yeah. that, John. Um, if you think about it, it makes sense if you're trying to, to if you, you know, you, you want one of the people to be a Republican who you know is at least, as far as we can tell, coming at this with a completely honest yeah. take on things and is in a, a war, you know, a, well, a war for her party with McCarthy and, and those forces. And obviously the name Cheney carries weight. She was in leadership. And the, the key thing, I think, is when you do the math, you're not actually giving up a Democratic advantage. Because you still will have seven Democrats and six Republicans, if yes, you think about exactly. it. Exactly. And so I think it actually was a very clever move because as much yeah. as I, w- I would want the Liz Cheney's on there of the world, now you've explained to me why. When I thought to myself, why isn't John's boyfriend, Adam Kinsinger, on there? Well, I was wondering um, that too, but I didn't think of it until you just said it. That's why. But, and yeah. now it makes sense yeah. because as much as we like those Republicans in terms of what they've done with Trump, you still don't want to give up your majority. And, yep. and that would be crazy to do. Um, so, I, you know, Kinzinger and Meyer and some of the other ones on there. But, the, you know, uh, as for what Kevin McCarthy does, you know, I look, if I, if I were um, if I were Nancy Pelosi, I would go ahead of time and say and make it very clear that you're not saying you can only put on the 10 that voted to impeach or you, you can I wouldn't even go and say you, you, you right. have to put on people from the, the what was it? The two I don't remember. What was the percentage that voted? Uh, to confirm the results of the election versus those who tried to question it. I don't oh, remember God. what those percentages were. It was a lot. Well, it was 160 Republicans or something that were bad guys. It was right. a lot. Okay, yeah. so let's say there's that yeah. leaves about 40 to 40 to 50 that are good guys. I don't know. Yeah. Then I, I think that, I, I you know, uh, in some ways I think she should say it has to be from among them. But I wouldn't even do that necessarily. But what I do would do is give a list of charlatans and grandstanders and those who are being investigated by the FBI, like Matt Gates. Right. you know, Bobert, Cawthorn, Gates, Gomert, you know, Jim Jordan. I mean, the grandstanding moron. I would make a list of at least the 20 or 30 biggest idiots and say they're not getting anywhere near this. Thing. Right. So right. pick, you've got a big caucus, pick, pick from the other 170 or 180 but, um, you know, these 30 are coming nowhere near. That's right. what I would do. But again, you know, I guess we'll see. Because you know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, it's going to turn into if, – if you've got a, a, a Gomert or a Cawthorn or whatever, it's just going to turn into a circus. It's going to be no-nothingism in everybody's faces, and it's going to be a lot of grandstanding about stupid shit, and it's not going right. to actually – it's just going to waste time, and, and, and it's actually going to be an attack on the legitimacy of the whole project. Right. You know, like there's plenty of Republicans – who we all uh, who vote for things regularly that make, including not confirming the results of the election that we all can't stand because they did that. And, and yet most of us, we, a lot of our time, we don't even know what their names are because they're still not on meet the press and they're not grandstanding constantly. They're just sort of below the radar assholes. Right. You know, if you want to put a few of those on there, fine. Right. 
But we'll see. And I think and I also think that Pelosi is not preemptively saying you better not put them on there because she doesn't want to give McCarthy cover to say, oh, look, she's telling us who we can and can't have. Well, we're not doing it at all. So she's you're right. I wouldn't give him a list. Yeah. But I would make a preemptive list of my own. And I would say, you know, and I might go and tell him a couple of the most obvious ones where she couldn't get in any trouble for. I mean, what she could do is say nobody who's being investigated by the FBI right now for for sex trafficking. Why do – okay, I'm sorry, but what's the political benefit in her doing that? I see the opposite. Why doesn't she let him appoint the crazies and then she goes ballistic and goes, you want to appoint the guy under investigation for sex trafficking? Fair. Fair point. Right? And then – and that's when she says no. But saying no preemptively is he hasn't appointed anybody in Pelosi's no, okay. tell us who we can have. Yeah, and he uses right? it against you. I think I think right? you're you're thinking smarter on this one than I am. I'll give you that. Let them, yeah, I, let think them, right. I, th- I think it's still hard for her to say no because traditionally that doesn't happen. But then the blow up is Republicans making a stink because they want the QAnon nut and the sex trafficker on the committee. <laughs> right. Oh, and the and the college coach who turned a blind eye to serial sexual assault. <laughs> Which in a way is perfect because right? it, if they do that, because then it gives us a, a chance to define who they are via who they choose. If we, you know if we do that. Now the I, I just said is... I just said it gives us a chance, <laughs> John. I, I, Right. Again, right. I thought as I was saying all of that, like, you know, yeah. you bring up the serial sexual thing, you know, the guy that ignored all yeah. that with Jim Jordan. And sometimes I wonder how many people even know beyond our crew about that, because we don't say it every single day. Yeah. Every time he opens his mouth, his mouth, we don't say uh, congressman who who ignored serial sexual assault at Ohio State, according to five former you know players, Jim Jordan. Yeah. I mean, that's how he should be. No announced. one brings it up. No one brings it up. So, I mean, yeah. you, you know, in, in a world where the Democrats bothered to message stuff and bothered to play rough, then, you know, then you're right. I, I don't think Jim Jordan is a liability for them, sadly, because of that. I think Matt Gates yeah. is because that's all been in the news lately and everybody's been seeing it. Yeah. Even if we haven't messaged it well, it's been so out there. And so is Marjorie Taylor Greene and so is Lauren Boebert. I think those three are liabilities for them no matter what. Yeah. I think some of the other crazies who – you know, we all know we're awful people, but haven't had the haven't. We haven't, let them get know. away with Jordan, though. You're right. Every time, it, every time it come, every time Jordan is grandstanding in one of those hearings, nobody ever brings up the one one day, one stuff. time. I'm trying to remember right? who it was. I feel like it might have been during impeachment. It might have been the one that awesome state, uh, and she's not even a real rep, but the one from right. the Virgin Islands, who was so good. I feel right. like maybe snapped back at Jordan and then made a comment about it's funny how you see things now, but you couldn't see things, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like there, but you're right. One comment does not a message make. It should be right. every time the guy opened his mouth, it would be like, you know, it would be like, wow, you have a lot more to say about right. this. And you had to say about what went on in the showers at OSU. I mean, I would find a way to work it into every conversation right. with him until he lost right. his mind and right. shut up. Right. Or if he didn't want to shut up, then fine. Just keep doing it. Right. Oh, la la. Yeah. Do to do to do to do. Oh my. What, what else is going on, what John? Else? I know. Well, that, I mean, that was like the big stuff. It's funny. We're gonna come. We're gonna do what we did last time, where we like went through so quickly on the stuff that we were gonna talk about. Um, I mean, those were the big things this week. Uh, Biden went to Florida. I'm trying to think of what else we've got. Wow, it looks like some of the right the right wingers, oh. right wing grifters, are fighting amongst themselves. That's kind of interesting. Uh, regarding. Well, so, you know, uh, and you may not know, because I just found out this morning that apparently now in the in after Donald Trump's failure with uh, 
his supposed blog that was going to be a social media platform that God knows what, that apparently right. Jason Miller, his aide, started oh. some new yes. getter, it's called. Getter. Uh, which is just, I mean, can yeah. it be more hilarious than that? Yeah. Well, if you, it's not as hilarious. It's actually awful considering what he's known for. But so, so the guy, I don't know if you follow the guy, Patriot Takes. I enjoy his stuff on, or yeah. her stuff yeah. Yeah. on yeah, Twitter. Yes. And basically that's the person who shares the stuff from Gab and these other right-wing like right. social media sites. Yeah. So Patriot Takes grabbed this from Gab from our old friend band from Twitter, Jacob Wall. Oh. Um, yeah. Here's what he has. Jason Miller impregnated a CNN reporter whom he cheated on his wife with, tried to get her to abort the baby, then denied that it was his child, all the while he was cooperating with Robert Mueller, Miller, Mueller, um, sort of like a chubbier Henry Terrio. So the kids seem to be fighting. Oh, Enrique Terrio is the head of the Proud Boys who allegedly, I guess, was secretly conspiring with the FBI as an agent. <laughs> right. I, I like how he called him Henry Terrio. Henry. Too. He, to get, he doesn't want to accept his Latino yeah. roots. But, but the thing that's in there, first of all, it, it, if I remember correctly, it was not a CNN reporter. It was what's her no. name who was a contributor there, A.J. Delgado or whatever, yeah. who also worked on the sure. Trump campaign. Yeah, yeah. But he has to a, take a slam at CNN because – Well, you're right. He has to, say, he has to lie because yeah. that's what he does. Yeah. But the second thing is the fact that he's going after Jason Miller. And I would tell you, I think it's all because maybe Gab – is paying him or something to protect them, you know, and they want to become, become the Nazi site, you know? Um, and so I could be wrong about this, but why well, there's, else? I don't, there's weird, um, there's very weird dynamics going on with all of this. Roger Stone the other day went after Parler and was attacking them and calling See, people to boycott Parler. You have to they? assume, they always assume there's money behind it. Always assume there's a reason it's not. But there's a weird, but I mean, it's that whole area though of social media on the right, they're all attacking each other. And it's well, very it makes sense if you think about it. They're all fighting to become the one that becomes the place where all the Nazis go to discuss their Nazism. Yeah, yeah. And, and you've got Parler, or as I like to call it, Parlay. Parlay. You've got Gab, and I guess now this Getter thing, which, again, when you're Jason well, Miller, it's okay. a bad choice. It's G-E-T-T-R. Uh, Josh Marshall had responded to me and said, I guess Raper was taken. <laughs> wow. I know. I was like, ooh. Well, except I thought the same thing. I saw Getter, and I, I read Get Her. Like, go get her. Which is just, How do you not read it that way? With like? these I mean, people, I mean, it's the first sexual assault app. I mean, it's just like, I, I just, whatever. Whatever, crazy people, crazy people. Um, so yeah, they're doing that. Um, God, what else is going on with these guys? I'm mean, not with these guys, but in general, uh, the COVID stuff, Delta. Oh, Johnson, new study, Johnson and Johnson vaccine apparently is effective against the Delta variant. Except, I haven't seen. They haven't released the data. They simply made that statement, which made everybody coo and woo. Because those of us who got J and J haven't been a lot, hell of a lot of studies about us. All the studies are about Pfizer. Oh, Pfizer! Are you saying? Great. Are you saying you guys are being discriminated against, John? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Pfizer works great. Oh, yay! And then people would cut Johnson Johnson. Go, does does mine work against these variants? So it seems it works very well against the variants. And there's some, at least, initial data that makes it look like it your your uh, immunity gets even stronger as time goes on. With, with the J&J, which is interesting. So anyway, kind of interesting, but at least with Delta, it, it apparently does not do as well with the South African variant. But since Delta is the variant taking over the world and taking over the U.S. now, uh, that's good news at least. So that was good. Um, 
Yeah, there, the, and just and, and you may for folks who, who got the other ones, there are no study. I mean, I guess there have been more studies, but one came out that showed that Moderna was working very well against it, and so. So I think, I mean, again, if you've been vaccinated, you know, like yeah. vaccines are like anything else in life. People do actually die when they get in crashes and they're wearing seatbelts in their cars, right? Yeah. I mean, like, or the airbag comes out. So don't, like when, when right-wingers sort of use these stupid anecdotes about people who've gotten sick and died, well, yes, nothing is 100% effective in life that I'm aware of, right. um, you know, but in the end, the chances are, you know, you find few and far between people who get these breakthrough infections. It's so, and if they do, they tend to be much less yep. and they tend to, to not give it to other people. It's just better in every way. Get yep. vaccinated. Yep. Well, and actually that's one of the things that uh, it, I even, I did a TikTok about this as I started doing TikTok oh, because the, the crazy, it's actually been a lot of fun. I will say. He's one of the kids now. My best, okay, I've been doing this for two weeks. My best video so far has 858,000 views. Thank you. Ooh. There's no money involved whatsoever, of course. <laughs> just to be, just, I've got two billion views. I just can't yeah, make any money yeah. off of it. And it's worth absolutely, well, no, eventually, if you get enough followers, you may get offers to promote stuff. Who knows? But I got 3,000 followers in two hey, weeks. You're going so. to become a TikTok we'll influencer, John. Well, it's quite fun, actually. I mean, it's, it's, I also, I wanted to learn it just because, you know, I want to keep up on the social media stuff. And it's, uh, uh, I like it actually now. I get I'm, it. Like, I, you doing, know, I'm just I'm having fun with you, man. Oh no, no, I know you are, but it, it is kind of funny. Do, yeah. Actually, the other thing you see is there's a ton of people in a car, kids. I always we all thought it was just teenagers. So many people I deal with are asshole adult Trump supporters and everything else, but there's also a lot of lefties now who have come out of the woodwork too. Well, I think I think once it grew, you know, it started off as a kid thing, I think, but once it grew a really large audience, yeah, you start using it because well, it's Facebook, to- right? Remember Facebook was started Facebook by those was guys? Like, and, it, was, it was like just a couple Ivy League universities. Uh, well, it was Harvard to start with. And then it, and then it was the Ivies. And then yeah. it was like the Ivies plus like, you know, Oxford and, and Cambridge and a, you know, a couple of places like Stanford and Duke. I mean, yeah. it kept being moving on from its small. And that's, yeah. you know, that's why most of these things. Well, go, except, right? And then Boomerland and everybody else took over. And, and now the kids hate. Now the kids laugh about Facebook. Like, oh, Facebook, that's for old people. It was for young people before. So uh, I was very oh. surprised. TikTok? But in all fairness, boomer yeah. is 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 not is is an dishonest way of honestly. putting it. With yeah. you all, but no, but some of them say that, and I mean anybody yeah. over thirty. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying, what I'm yeah. saying is, is yeah. millennials the new boomer. It was for way. people yeah. who were young in the 2000s. Now, granted, those people are 10 to 15 years older now. Yeah. Um, so if you're in your 20s, there at the time when when Facebook came out, you may be 40 at this yeah. point. When you know, yeah. and and to them, you know, you're even though that you're you're, you're a even though you're not a, uh, a boomer, you're not even Gen X if you're 40. You're, yeah. you're, a, you're an older millennial if you're 40. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. No, so, uh, but anyway, so that's, that's it, it's uh, interesting to see the older people. Oh, I know what it was. Oh, no, so I was, uh, I forgot which I was going to tell you about one of the TikToks I did because it was the, uh, I don't know which one it was, but here's the one I'll tell you anyway. Uh, there's a new C-SPAN survey of historians, 125 or so, 124 or so historians, ranking mm-hmm. U.S. presidents. Uh, uh, I come out with these every once in a while, and I enjoy yeah. them just to see yeah. if George W. Bush, they, they, it was the last time I saw one of these types of things, they moved him up too much. I was like, there were not eight or ten presidents worse than him. I'm sorry. Um, but maybe they did that again this time. I don't know. Um, well, I assume the, uh, Donald Trump. Can I make some guesses? Yes, yes. Uh, hold on. Let me pull up. I'm pulling up the definitive ranking. 
where is this? Because I know some of them, I didn't have all the rankings. Come on. Let's see if they link to the survey by C-SPAN. Here we go. Here we go. I got it. Okay, go ahead. So first of all, let's start with the easy that trumps the bottom. Uh, close. He's 41 oh out of 43. Is, 41 out so, of 44. So, so then I can tell you they're saying that Andrew Johnson and Buchanan are worse than him. And there's another one. One more. There's a third one worse than him? Um, yeah. He's 41. 42, 43, and 44 are worse. And uh, Buchanan is, is last. Johnson yes. is second to last. Can we go with, it's either, is it Rutherford B. Hayes? Nope. Is it uh, the one from New Hampshire? What the hell was his name? Oh. I don't know. Give me who it is. Franklin Pierce. That's the one. He's from New Hampshire. Oh, there you go. You're name. good. Yeah. You're good. Wow. Um, that's very so good. I, did, I mean, you know, I concentrate on the presidential stuff, even when I did history. Yeah, that's good. But how, I don't understand. I have to look at that because, and you have to, I have to look it up because I'm sorry. I, I don't. The only one you could say to me that was worse, well, no, you could say both Johnson and Buchanan. Pierce was awful, but I mean, or unless they think he led to the, to the Civil War, too. But I mean, I don't understand. Trump led us into any case. Let's get away from that. I'm going to go with so number yes, one. So number one is Lincoln. Correct. Uh, interestingly, lately, because of the, the owning slaves thing, which, yes, is very, very terrible, George Washington has been falling down a little bit. So I'm actually going to guess they've moved FDR up to number two. Uh, Washington stayed number two. FDR is third. Uh, interesting. Okay. So yep. Washington still is two. FDR is third. Yep. Here's a great one that's been moving way up. And thankfully, and hmm. I'm not just saying this because, um, hmm. he, it, because my wife's, he, my wife, uh, Anne, her, hmm. uh, her family is married into this family. Great Ohio thing, which is, which is Ulysses S. Grant who was one of the most progressive he's people 20. don't get this. He's moved up a little, but he's 20. He's been moving up over the but years. But even at 20, he used to be. So basically the historians that wrote about hmm. the Civil War in the late 19th and early 20th century wrote about it from a, it's called the Dunning School, wrote right. about it from a racist lost cause perspective. Right. And, and Grant was even more progressive than Lincoln on race. He wanted full equality. He wanted, I mean, on all this stuff. And yeah, he was a bit of a drunk too. So they, they played up how much he tried, just to, to let people know that, that sometimes right. the people that write history, it's important who writes the history. They turned him into this guy that was always drunk and corrupt and whatever. And he actually, the, he, we had the best chance of never going through what we've been going through 150 years if he had stayed president forever, right. because right. it was after he left that Jim Crow took over. He wouldn't allow it while he was president. That was right. the only time there was equality. Right. In case. Okay. Right. Uh, interestingly enough, I'm going to tell you that Barack Obama is the top ten because he's moved in there recently. He just tell moved into he just moved into the tenth place. Yes. Okay. Yes. So there's another interesting one, which I think is right. Um, A surprising and, one. Another surprising one in the top ten. Uh, the one that would surprise me that I think they've put in the top ten that is Reagan, which yes. I have a hard time. Reagan's nine. I mean, I'm sorry, and they've consistently I, I, put him nine to eleven. Yeah. I honestly feel like that's they're both sidesing it. Which is they would need a sunny conservative who was. I mean, did he? Did he? If you're judging him on, did he change the trajectory of American politics? Did you know the impact he That's had? That's what I'm wondering. Is that, it like? Yes. Is it like Times Man of the Year where you could be Hitler, or is it right? Right? Or a is huge it, impact, is it but really good. It, right, he changed everything. But then, if you're looking at like what's ailed this country since the rise of the Christian right under him, rise of the NRA under him. The deregulation of everything to the point of where we've had economic crashes under him. The huge deficit that started with this, the fall, the fallacy of supply side economics. I mean, I'm sorry, even though I would even give him some credit with for what he did with the Soviet Union, which a lot of liberals wouldn't. 
Um, I'll give him some credit on some stuff, and maybe you could even make an oh, argument God. that he should be 20th, but in any case. Can okay, I, so the rest... Read, the, let me, wait, let me read, read, read the, the rest. No, yeah. no, what I mean is let me read what the survey was actually based on. This surprises me a little on the Reagan thing. In 2000, C-SPAN's original team of academic advisors devised a survey in which participants... Yeah, it hasn't changed. In which participants used a one not effective to 10 very effective scale to rate each president on 10 qualities of presidential leadership, public persuasion. Okay. Reagan could get that crisis leadership there. Crisis leadership. You know, Reagan, I guess, mm-hmm. um, I guess. economic management. Terrible. Mm, yeah. Moral authority. Hmm. International relations. I'd have to ask what they meant by moral authority. Well, that's an interesting question. Right. Uh, Reagan certainly used moral authority a lot. He used it well, but the question was, was, was it actually actually moral? Um, Right. Did did he have moral authority or did he use it? He used it. International affairs. He strengthened NATO and stuff. I would actually give him some credit there, although what he did did in Central America was fucking awful. No, but standing down the Soviet Union is huge. Administrative skills? No. Relations with Congress? Who knows? Vision setting an agenda? Yes. yes Pursuit equal yeah. justice for all? No. Absolutely not. Um, so there you go. I'm sorry. So he and Grant should switch places, frankly. If you want to put him at 20th or something, I could accept that. But I don't I think that's oh bullshit. I think that- can, I, can I just tell you, too? They've got pictures of the advisory team, and one of them is Douglas Brinkley. And I have to laugh because Douglas Brinkley's picture looks like he's 23. The man must be our age. <laughs> he's old. He's old, even older than that. Um, oh, okay. I, I'm texting you this just because it's it's that funny. I'm sorry. But so so James funny. Madison, I have to believe, is still on the top yeah. 10. Am I correct? Oh, 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 let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. Uh, total scores. Oh, no. another one who definitely is in the top 10 is Teddy Roosevelt. Madison is 16. Roosevelt Ooh. is four. Yeah, Roosevelt's going to say he's top five. Yeah, just wait till they get their hands on Teddy. They've already been removing his statue in New York and stuff. Just yep. wait. Just wait. Uh, uh, that's exactly right. Um, just wait. And um, uh, the other top tens? Yeah, give me the other top tens. I, I know that's Eisenhower, that number five. Okay, Truman's in there too, I bet. Truman's number six. Yep. Jefferson's number seven. They haven't been able to kill him he's yet. He's down because of the slavery stuff. No, sure. he's been seven. He's always been seven from 2000, oh. 2009, 2007. So I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of since yeah. I was a kid almost or since I was yeah. studying history in college. Like there were times when Jefferson Twitter. was like, <laughs> okay, let me just say. Yeah. I know you're going to make a Twitter joke, but there were times yeah. when he was considered yeah. like second or third in the past. He's moved down, right. I think, overall. Go ahead. Yeah. On Twitter, cool. Jefferson has moved down. In real life, Jefferson has been a static seven. Um, okay. Actually, the other ones too. Eisenhower has moved down from nine to eight to five to five. This is over twenty years. Truman's yep. remained around the same. Jefferson's the same. JFK is number eight. He's been around the, around the same. And then you said Reagan and Obama. You know, wait till they get to Obama. wait till they get to uh, Truman on on dropping the nukes. Truman's Truman's, <laughs> Truman's number. I know. Six. I'm saying. Oh, I know. He's another John. one. I'm surprised they haven't moved yeah. him down yet. Yeah. Um, Okay, so here, yeah. let me say this to you. I'm going to guess that in the teens somewhere, and this is my last guess. Yeah, yeah, in the teens, yeah. yeah, in the teens somewhere are both George H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton. Uh, George H.W. is 21. Wow, surprise. And okay. Clinton's 19. 
So, they okay, were so Clinton, I got right. That's interesting that Clinton's fallen that much. I mean, I'm not saying this with a bias, positive or negative. I just, yeah. you know, he used to be higher. He's definitely gone well, down. I mean, yes, but here we go. In 2000, Clinton was rated 21, 2009, 14, 2017, 15, and now 19. But that's, so, see, but that's what I'm, I'm thinking still of. still a drop. Of the yeah. 14 and the seven, you know, that's what I remember yeah. him being around there. Yeah. Now, now keep well, you're right, though, because only only Obama followed him that was higher. So only Obama knocked him down a spot. The others did not. So that's interesting. Yeah, okay, right. so can you do me a favor and read 11 through 20, and then I promise we'll stop. Yeah, uh, 11, out. Lyndon Johnson, 12, James Monroe, 13, Woodrow Wilson. Ooh, he's, they're going to get him, too. Oh, God. And they oh, should get dropping. him. He's been dropping. He's been I, dropping. I mean, sorry. So there's an example. It was Bill Clinton or – and I'm going to prove I'm being bipartisan here – Bill Clinton or George W. George H. H.W. Bush top 10? No, but neither of them did the harm. Uh, you could argue maybe a vice great, president. George was H. a great good. president. I thought so too. And neither yeah. of them, neither yeah. of them, I mean, Woodrow Wilson basically fortified segregation in the federal system. I, I'm sorry. Whatever yeah. good he did on international affairs, which he did, and some other things, and, and the, he passed that he helped push the, the uh, what do you call it, the amendment for this federal income tax. He did an antitrust, but the race thing, he was so awful that I, I don't see how you put him at 13 and Clinton at 19. Okay. He's been, he's been dro- uh, Wilson has definitely been dropping a lot, actually. Six, nine, 11, 13. Yeah. Uh, okay. William McKinley, number 14. Interesting. Number okay. 15, John Adams. Interesting. Yeah. He's moved up somewhat yep. in recent years. Yeah. Um, 16, James Madison. Okay. He's moved up a little bit. Uh, 17, John Quincy Adams. Wow. I mean, he was always considered this ineffectual one-termer. So oh, he was, well, by the way, yeah. he was he was phenomenal on race, obviously, one of the most progressive of right. an era. Well, that's interesting. So I'm not taking era. anything away from him. Go see yeah. Amistad, if you want to be reminded of that, mm-hmm. where he was an older, he went in, he, mm-hmm. interesting factoid of history. He's the only one who became a congressman again after being president. Mm-hmm. And they had him argue in front of the Supreme Court in the Amistad right. case, which Spielberg made into a movie. Very progressive on race. But at the same time, having him get a book, I mean, whatever. And, you know, yeah. I don't like a lot of what George H.W. Bush did on domestic stuff, but foreign policy. And he had to have any case. All right. Go ahead. Oh, wait, uh, George H.W., the, the father. Yeah, he was good. On yes, George policy. W. was terrible. George H.W. Great on foreign policy. Yeah. Was, was much more important yeah. and positive president yeah. than John Quincy Adams yeah. overall. Handled the dissolution okay, of the Soviet Union and even uh, going after Iraq and Kuwait. Um, so the last one that we haven't talked about in the top 20 is 18, James Polk. Wow. He's considered the best of the one-termers, but, he, you know, in terms of what he did, so to bring America together in a time when we put... These are, you these never are hear really, about him. Yes, you don't. Because I mean, at least we know these, his name. There's some that you hear and you go, that was a president? You know what I mean? But, very yeah. interesting. I just... I mean, when you say yeah. that Clinton and George H.W. Bush are, are, are 19th and 21st, yeah. you're sort of calling them mediocre almost. We've only had 44. Yeah. You know, they're at the middle yeah. of the pack. And I think of all these one-termers in the 19th century. I'm like, how are all – I mean, Benjamin Harrison. I mean, all these awful people. I suppose they're not ahead of them, but no. maybe there's just a big divide. You know, I don't know. Well, but, but again, and I mean, you know, they're competing against a lot of the big names, right? They've got a lot of the founding fathers in there. Yeah. Um. They they really have a bias towards the nineteenth to the nineteen hundreds. You know, yes. you've got Franklin, Teddy, Eisenhower, Truman, Kennedy, McKinley. McKinley. Reagan, Obama, Johnson. 
there's a real, there's a real, well, I'm talking even the more modern 1900s. I think people before. are always more biased towards the ones while they're alive. Actually, you're right. Wilson too. That's 1900s. You're right. These, I mean, Wilson's these are, in there. And also, I yeah. mean, it was not quite 1900s. Yeah. I think, I think he was killed. Was he killed in 1897, 98 or whatever, but, but McKinley was right around the turn of the century too. Yeah. yeah there, um, there's clearly a bias, I think, towards more modern, but anyway, very interesting, you know, so. Yep. All right. There you go. But if that was a, but oh, and the other no. little, the other little story that a friend sent me last night because he knows these things piss me off. Um, the French are sending over the French, as Cliff and I know, and maybe you the French. What, they, the what French, are they doing? They have um, a small model. Well, they did. A, what's his name? Who did the Statue of Liberty? Did a small model first, and yes. you can see a copy of the model, or maybe it's the model itself along the Seine in Paris, yeah. and you will only see it really. If you're um, taking the subway train, or the subway, if you're taking the the, the, metro. the metro and you're taking it sort of west across the Seine. So in other words, you pass the Eiffel Tower and you keep going west. you got to keep your eyes out towards the Eiffel Tower, look down, and along the Seine, there's this little Statue of Liberty. It's the cutest thing. Well, I mean, literally, the thing could be 10 feet tall. It's really small. Right. Well, they're... I don't know if they're making another cast of it or they're giving us one of the original copies, but they're going to be bringing it over here and either giving it to us or putting it on the grounds of the French residents, whatever. Well, either the Wall Street, either the Washington Post, I know it was the New York, of course it was the New York Times. The New York Times, of course, has to do a story on the controversy over the Statue of Liberty because <laughs> Liberty doesn't really represent Cliff. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Now wow. we're going to, I mean, and again, you know what bothers me? Wait, what's happening? What are the, what's the reaction here? Black people were not free, Cliff. No, I understand, but what do they want to do with that? They want to take down that statue. I, I, it, the article one? was weird because as I'm, I'm thinking, as I'm reading it, I'm not seeing a lot of speak people speaking up and being quoted against the Statue of Liberty as I'm reading the article. But the article is trying to present it as well. It's very complicated bringing it over and honoring it because you know. When we got it in the 1890s or so, black people couldn't vote. And it was this whole weird, or it was, or black women at least, I forget when black men could vote. Um, it, it, was, it was a very weird article, but it was clearly trying to sort of stir up trouble. And what bothers me with these discussions, A, politically, strategically, great way to get Donald Trump elected and Mitch McConnell. Let, let's, let's, let's blacken the uh, Statue of Liberty now. Good going, guys. Secondly, it's a college discussion, and I get tired of college discussions after college, meaning we all sit around, and I didn't get high, but you could get high, and go, oh, wow, let's, let's think deep things. Did you know that America was racist at its founding? Oh, my God, I didn't know that. And, and, and I'm sorry, but I do feel like some of the racism debate goes there. We get this where, yes, as Cliff and I have talked about, anybody and anything, if racism existed, it was a bad time in America and nothing should be revered and anything that should be revered is now tainted. Well, you know what? Sexism existed too and so did homophobia. And I got news for you. A lot I of can you're speak here. From, from my background, that, that there, were, right? yes, there were some anti Semitic. Oh, they didn't like Jews. And, <laughs> and if we're going to do a historical account, let's look back at all the historical figures. Everybody. Okay, and not just historical figures, but anybody and any event that anybody looks back on in American history. And I'm not just talking the white events, quote unquote. But if you're going to say we're going to call those events into question now and we're going to start saying, well, I don't know that we should be honoring that for, you know, Juneteenth. Well, Cliff, you know who Juneteenth didn't help? Women, gays and Jews. 
No, I'm speaking. I'm speaking very metaphorically. There, or not even metaphorically. What's the word to use? Where I'm, I'm speaking devil's advocate. There, you know, it's. Right. it's I'm not. I'm glad we got Juneteenth. It's great, but but you could play that game and say, uh-uh, you know, gays. Forget it. Gays were already killed back then. Yeah. Women, women were chattel. I don't even want to start getting into this. I, but, just, but I mean, everybody, we could play everybody that needs game with to, everything. To, to, it's, Everybody just needs to grow the fuck up and realize that the world is was is always been a complicated and often terrible place. And you know what? I can go back. I'm just going to give you an example because I know know that we're not supposed to revere in any way Lincoln. Uh, uh, Lincoln. I don't know why I said that. Winston, Chir- <laughs> yeah. Winston Churchill at this point because of of the fact that he was racist and whatever. Yeah. You know what else Winston Churchill was? Huge anti semite. Oh, um, was he? Big time. Oh yeah. Not surprised still, for the era. But and yeah. you know what? I still revere the hell out of him because yeah. because my entire family, uh, or not my that's not true because some of us were in America, mm-hmm. but a lot of my more of my family would be dead if it weren't for him. I right. look at people in the context of their times, and you right. know a lot of the people who I look back at, and I, I can find a separation of they did great things, um, and you know, and and this is all in, in con- you know it's not easy because two people may see it differently, but that's why you debate, and that's why you have these yeah. conversations. But how bad you heard what I said about Wilson before. He was such an awful racist and not just in his personal life because he codified it in our federal government right. segregation. I think he should be moved way down and looked at as awful because he, yeah. one of the greatest sins of this country he covered up for and he codified and made worse. So I'm not somebody sitting here saying, oh, well, forget every bad thing everybody did in the past. Because right. my point was even in the context of this time, Wilson was fucking awful. Okay, but but that's what I'm saying here. If you can't do that, then just hate everybody because no, because well, but it's, you know, but it's also like it's, it's a very you're not going to find it easy. Yeah, yeah. But it's also a very facile point sometimes because literally it's being presented as oh my god, there were bad things happening back then. There means that makes it a bad era and bad people. And it's like like I mean the whole there are people world doing bad things today. The whole fucking world hated Jews. The whole fucking right. world treated women like property. That means there's nothing in history that we can revere. That's just dumb. And it pisses I, me off because I do think, I think, God forbid, agree more. once again, Republicans, it's cancel culture. How's that for using a controversial phrase? But I think it's, as always, Republicans grab onto something and use it incorrectly. This would be the correct definition of cancel culture. It's trying to basically overreact to something and get it shut down in a way, get it blackened, get it whatever. No, no. To me also, it's also not not sort of realizing the complexity of the world and saying that that you'll look back 20 years at stuff that happened now and say there are yeah. a lot of people that did this wrong, did that wrong. Human beings are imperfect. Human beings do yeah. horrible things, you know, and sometimes in the same person, you can find somebody who did an amazing thing and a horrible thing, you know, right. and like, these are the things that we have to all the try. And we can even disagree, right? You could even say, no, I don't agree with you on that. This, you know, what this right. person did was, you know, that's the beauty of all this, except right. for when you start saying that anybody who did anything bad ever by today's standards is bad. Then, you know, like, let's start history uh, a day ago. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just. I know. It, no, it's. It I, me. It's. Yeah. I, 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 most of the people that I look back in history and I revered in some sense because they did some amazing things that helped push the world forward were anti-Semitic. Right. <laughs> they right. just were. Because yeah. everybody was, yeah. you know, and like, so That's I can exactly. just say that every, say everybody sucked, or I can look at, at, 
there were, guess what? There were people who were anti-Semitic back then, but also didn't believe I should be put in a gas chamber. I'll take that as a positive. Right. And I had a right to life. Right. Right. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. No, it's, but, I mean, it, you know, I, I just, it's, it's. We said it all, John. I don't think there's anything no, more to is. say. It, but, but I will say strategically, just strategically, stop it. <laughs> just fucking stop it. It's yeah, well, that's a whole different conversation. Roosevelt, exactly. Now we're going to have the fucking Statue of Liberty. You you just wait until somebody does an ad about how people hate the Statue of Liberty on the left, and you, you wait and see how well, well that goes The over. other thing you learn right. if you watch the online Jesus. stuff, right? Right. So the left is mad at the, you know, oh, you're a moderate. And then the far left is mad yeah. at the left. And now you've got the crazy Greenwald Jimmy Dore people saying that AOC is a sellout and a moderate. <laughs> and, that's, if you, and if you study yeah. history, that's where this yeah. all ends up is that everybody is purer than thou. Nobody's ever good enough. And it just keeps going until Robespierre shows up and people start getting their heads chopped off. Yeah. I mean, like just we're complex, we're human. And if we're hearts in the right place and we've got a history of doing the right thing and we're mostly in the times we're in, progressive forward thinking and trying to move the ball in a good way, that should be enough. I'm not yeah. perfect. I've done said and done bad things before. So of all of yeah. you listening, by the way, let me uh, hang yeah. on a second. I'm going to try to hang on a second. I'm going to try to play something here. the ideal example yeah. of and they just took the left and they did the perfect thing with it which is well, but again look what's happening you know, right i hate donald trump, trump. But the only thing yeah. i hate donald more than donald trump are liberals are other people who hate donald the only trump thing i hate more are... yeah right yeah yeah mm -hmm. all righty all righty and, and you know and the, and the beauty of how, how long ago that movie was made what 80s 70s is that oh, yeah. that should tell you that this stuff has been going on forever has been the destruction of so many social movements when people become too holy, too pure than thou, and the other people yeah. are not just not good enough. Yeah, yeah. 
So thank you. Yes. All right. Da, 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 da. Okay, guys. Today's Friday, July second. Uh, we're back next week, probably Tuesday, probably our Tuesday Thursday schedule because that seems to work a little better. Um, I don't know. At least the weather's being a little. Other than our tornado warning last night, the weather's yeah. being much more temperate now. So that's Thanks. good. Yeah, oops. And you know what? Can I just say too? Can I say too? We had the tornado yeah. warning last night, and of course, all my neighbors were like, eh. "I knocked on a few doors." They were like, eh. "Being from the Midwest, it's hard with tornadoes because." The rest of the country does not take them seriously. This has happened my entire life. People going, my one neighbor who I know, and I already texted her, went, it, well, A, there was a tornado warning in the south part of D.C. So like from the, from Arlington, Virginia, across, like they up to the White House, they said, which is only a mile and a half away from us, but up to the White House and then over to the Capitol. Tornado warning because it was a twister or something, swirl of clouds seen in northern Virginia. Then we get a second tornado warning that a violent storm in Georgetown that could produce twisters is heading east, like right at us. So that's when I said, fuck it. I'm taking the dog. We're going downstairs for a couple minutes just to be safe. Knock on my neighbor's dog, who's got a, who's got a dog too, and just said, hey, I just wanted you to know there's a second tornado warning storm. And literally the neighbor cuts me off and goes, I don't care. Just cut me off and said that. And I went, okay, bye. And I turned around, Cliff, and then we're in a little text message chain later, and the neighbor because another neighbor was caught at a restaurant and, you know, said, Oh my God, it was really scary. And the other neighbor writes back and says something like, I was brought up in Colorado. We, for us to get worried and go downstairs, it has to be ripping the roof off. And I was so pissed all, for a variety and wrote back and said, yeah, I was brought up in Chicago. People who don't, people who don't take tornado warning seriously die. Right. Because like now you're fucking now that I've, now that I've lived here. You know what I mean? But now you're fucking bragging yeah. that you didn't take it because, right. by the way, the only people who talk that, this is like Trump, the only people who talk that way about tornadoes are people who have zero experience with tornadoes. Nobody with experience with tornadoes says, oh, I don't respond to tornado warnings unless they're ripping off my whatever. Anyway, pissed me off. All right. I just had to throw yes, that in. I was very... No, and I get it because I'm in Cincinnati, and you know we take them seriously here. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, when I grew up in New York, it was different. But yeah, yeah. Out of my cold, dead hands, I'll respond to a tornado warning. You know, that's exactly what it will be. Okay, guys, we'll talk to you next week. All right. All take right? care, guys.